right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hello, and welcome to this, our brand new podcast. This is a Yankee in King Regal's court. This podcast will be and always will be dedicated to all things British wrestling, Brit Rez. Each week, we'll try to keep up with all the happenings, both in Britannia as well as the impacts Brits are having overseas. I am the Yankee Rollerball Anthony, a longtime professional grappling fan and recent Brit Res convert. And I am joined by the Virgil to my Dante in this guided journey through the kingdom, the Winston Churchill to my Franklin D. Roosevelt in this special colonial wrestling relationship. Brit Res super fan and all around good brother, Big Daddy Tack Brown. How are you doing today? I'm very good, brother. How are you? Oh, yeah, it's going to be a great time. So if you guys are, uh, this is the first episode, so we apologize if there's some uh, technical glitches or, you know, formatting issues. We're figuring this out as we go along. We have a good uh, rough draft of what we want to hit. Hopefully we hit everything, but uh, definitely hang in there. We got our good brother, Justin, uh, producing this one for us. You can check him out on the Two Black Marks podcast. Uh, But, you know, hopefully within two or three episodes, we'll kind of figure out exactly where we're going to go. But uh, so, Tack, today's been a, a pretty busy week for you, pretty busy Sunday for you. How, so how are you hanging in there? Yeah, I'm doing really good. Uh, worn out as usual, but uh, yeah, doing well, watching plenty of wrestling and getting excited for next Sunday. Uh, yeah, next Sunday, for those that don't know, that's the big Wembley show for progress, and we're going to have a full uh, preview and breakdown of the card coming up. Uh, but first off, if you guys want to get in touch with us and you guys have any questions, comments, general emotional outbursts that you guys want, you guys can tweet us at Yank in Court Pod or drop us an email at Yankee in Court Podcast at gmail.com. So uh, this is our first uh, introductory podcast. So, Tech, tell us a, a little bit about yourself and a little bit about why we wanted to start this. Um, well, I've, I've been a wrestling fan for over 30 years the first uh, main event that i ever saw was giant haystacks versus big daddy in a a tiny little hall in bedworth which is near coventry where i'm from so it's been a long time i've been a big fan of british wrestling my entire life and as a newer convert uh, me and you sort of getting to know each other over the past year or so online and then finally in person in the beginning of this year i just wanted to sit and talk with somebody about british wrestling to be honest (laughs) podcast that people might want to listen to Right. Yeah. So, you know, uh, a little bit about myself. I've been a, a a big wrestling fan pretty much since I was young, you know, grew up in the, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling era was kind of like my first big introduction. Uh, fell out a little bit, obviously, I think as most people do in their twenties. And then I kind of got, kind of got back in right, right when seeing that summer of, uh, punk in 2011, kind of started getting back into it. And, uh, actually Brit, British wrestling didn't really come on into my purview until really uh, I got a uh, subscription to High Spots Wrestling Network, and they had Chapter 20 of Progress. Such a good chapter as well. They, they oh, knew what they were great. doing, hooking people in with that. That's one of the best ones. Oh, I know. And, and I had seen a little bit of Progress like in GIF form, and it was like, kind of talked a little bit about about it on the uh uh squared circle subreddit yeah and and the big and i remember the first gif i saw it was actually uh in the build-up when uh jimmy havoc 
had Will Ospreay bite the rope and then curb stomped it. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, that was that was brutal. So that really got me interested, and then I knew it had the blow off at twenty. And yeah, that, so that was like, right around when progress was really starting to pick up. Notice before that, it was. I mean, they were, it was hard for them to fill shows, and then it, it seemed to be around like twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two that it started becoming a bit like PWG, where like you couldn't get a ticket for Love and Money at one point, which is why they're running bigger shows now, which is good for me because I don't have to panic in front of my computer every uh, couple of weeks. Trying to <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, oh, right, right, yeah. So uh, you know, I, I watched that first show, and I and it was great because i didn't i didn't know anything about progress or anything really about british wrestling outside like you know uh william regal uh i think really really william regal is really the only british wrestler oh well, you know doug williams i guess you and bulldog know. as well should like but yeah, bulldog's oh yeah. kind of one of those weird he's british but only because he was born here he's spent so long in canada he's basically canadian right right and then uh what's uh Oh, and then, you know, just that kind of UK, that British stable that was an impact for a hot second. I remember, and that was kind of really the only Brit Res I knew. And then I watched uh, that Chapter 20, and uh, the one that stuck out to me the most, and I think he's really been the gateway for myself to be in Brit- British wrestling, was uh, the pastor, William Eber. Yeah, he's fantastic. I, just that that intro, he's coming out, and he's got the, he was he was rocking the priest, um, the Anglican priest uh, kind of outfit and then coming out to uh, 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 reach out and touch faith. Just really, I was like, what is, what is this? And yeah. So, I wish, I wish he'd had a longer championship run. Actually, he's, there's a lot more to him than, uh, than he's had. He's had a chance to show that. I mean, I know he was kind of just filling a gap at one point, but he, he really is fantastic. And he's been showing up a lot more lately in other places as well. So I'm hoping I'm going to see more of him over the next couple of years obviously yeah. he did have a big injury as well which was uh, which which knocked him back a little bit but oh yeah i i think i think i i am a huge i i stand for for ever man I'm, I'm a big believer so uh yeah so that's kind of how i got into it i i then got a subscription to uh progress and i have i am watched every every chapter and you know, it literally got me through uh, when I went back to school to be, get my teaching credential. Uh, you know, that was kind of my way to decompress. So, yeah. All right. So now that you guys kind of know a little bit about where we're coming from, uh, we typically have we're going to start with some big four news. So we're going to have tech kind of take over on that one. Thank you. Well, uh, obviously, the big news is the Wembley show. But before we get to that, there are a few other uh Kind of, it's more the sort of up, things that are upcoming at the moment. There's not a lot going on because of the WWE UK thing and the May Young and things like that. I think UK wrestling's kind of taken a little couple of week break, um, mm. but there are still a, a few big things. A big Rev Pro and JPW shows coming up, which is going to be, from what it already looks like, is going to be fantastic. The Global Wars I pay per view. Uh, it's October fourteenth, um, and we've already got uh, Ishii versus Suzuki on the card. Um, Kashida and David Starr, uh, but the oh, main I, me, ooh, I haven't, I didn't know that one got announced. That yeah, is, that's a hot match. I like that match. Um, and they've also just announced uh, Naito versus Chris Brooks, which I'm really interested in seeing. I think that could be absolutely fantastic. Um, really, I think 
Yeah, I think their styles are going to really complement each other well, actually. Uh, I think uh, I think Naito tying up Brooks in knots could be something that I really want to see. Oh, that's going to be that's going to be really good. I'm really excited about that match. And also, uh, Goto versus Zack Sabre Jr. has just been announced for that show as well, which, again, could be absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, that's... Yeah, I think anytime you have Zack Sabre kind of uh, wrestling the more like kind of shooter style, like that never open weight style, I think yes. that really lends itself to some really good matches. Yeah, I like seeing him against the, the more hard-hitting guys because it's he, he's, he's like trying to wrestle spaghetti, like everything they do to him. <laughs> it's just nobody can get their hands on the guy. He just worms his way out of everything. So I like to see... Uh, Let's see him get thrown around a little bit, actually. I think it, that does him good. It makes him a more interesting wrestler. Oh, definitely. Definitely. All right. So uh, kind of now that we work through the news a little bit, and like you said, the big uh, Wembley Arena for progress, that's going to be the big one that kind of a lot of uh, eyes and, uh, you know, from all over the wrestling world are going to be looking at. Uh, we're going to get into a segment called Brits Abroad. We're going to have to be a little uh, truncated with this because, uh, we're kind of running a little bit of a, a, a compacted format today. Uh, Osprey, some some quick news though. Osprey in New Japan, he's been really gunning for an Ibushi match, which I think would be uh, that would tear the tear the house down. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very brave of him, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's kind of, he's, he's, he's he's only just gone from Super Juniors to uh, to heavyweight, right? So he's kind of asking for trouble there i think i mean it's going to be fantastic if when they do get together i'm oh, just, more happy to watch it but i'm worried about his uh his survival to be honest <laughs> well i mean osprey really has had for as being as young as he is he's had a lot of uh injuries and having to take a lot of time off with uh you know some neck issues and and we so you know that can be a little bit of like Give me a pause, especially when you throw him in against someone like Abushi, who just uh, will basically die in the ring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually incredible to think how young Osprey still is. Because, I mean, I've been watching him personally for, what, six years now? And you forget that he was like a teenager when he started, and the stuff he was doing even then was ridiculous. And it's, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I can't, some of the things he does, I, I, I'll watch him do it, and I still can't figure out how he did it. <laughs> like that, yeah. that's how incredible a wrestler he is so I mean oh, I'm I, excited to watch him wrestle literally anybody <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah. especially that, think, that, that would be an incredible match yeah I think just having him against Ibushi would be uh, so great because it would really like push like Osprey's already a wrestler that really can kind of push or, or like push his past his limits and, and is really to, willing to push the envelope and then you yeah. throw him in again against Ibushi who might be uh, the wrestling version of Gigi Allen in some cases where he's just chaotic. That's a analogy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just chaotic and just really has no, you know, like, I mean, he's not doing completely explicit things to the audience like Gigi Allen did, but as far as like, just like chaos. Yeah. I think that's a bushy. Yeah. He's, he's got, um, he, he, he exudes, the no fucks given sort of uh, field, isn't he? Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. All right, so 
Uh, now we're going to move on a little bit into the May Young in this week. Uh, if you haven't watched it, uh, I know we talked a little earlier, Tack, and you said you haven't seen the match yet. Uh, yeah, that's but after Gin- the show. I'm getting straight onto it. <laughs> yeah, Ginny and Tony Storm had uh, uh, one of the standout matches on this uh, week's card for the May Young. Uh, it was a little slower compared to the other two weeks as far as, uh, you know, kind of an overall uh, episode. But obviously, Ginny and Tony Storm, they've been they've had, you know, matches up and down, you know, the the empire and yeah. uh, they, you know, stole the show again. Yeah, that's a match I've seen at least three or four times live and on various shows. And I'll never I don't think I'll ever get bored of those two, to be honest. Ginny, especially, I think is absolutely fantastic. I think Tony is really getting into that point where people not, I think last year with the Mae Young and then her run in stardom, people started to really kind of take notice. And I think she's right now peaking to where people are really saying like, okay, now, now that we've taken notice, she is living up to the hype and uh, is really like, going to take the next step i think in the next year or two oh yeah definitely and when, when she when this, she, when she gets full time with wwe i think she's she's just gonna she's gonna be on a tear a lot like oh. uh, oscar was through and through nxt plow through everybody and, and I, I think so i think the uh, the only thing i'm really kind of like bummed about sorry i'm trying to find the tennis ball for my dog that they're always staring at me for the last five minutes uh I think the only thing that's really I the only thing that kind of really gets me is that they've uh, you know because of WWE's no pile drivers policy, yeah, the strong zero pile driver, which I think is one of the best pile drivers in in all of wrestling. Yeah, it, uh, it never looks anything short of horrific when she does it, but she does it very well. Right, like, and then, and last year in the May Young, she was using I think the air raid crash on the knee. Yes. As a strong yeah. zero. And then this year, and I know you haven't seen it, so sorry for the spoilers. No, that's but okay. <laughs> uh, she's she's using a, a tiger driver, ninety-three. So the uh got you know, double underhook power bomb. Right, yeah. And it and it looks all right, but and it, it, I'm not mad about it, but I think uh you know when you when you yeah. compare it and contrast it to the strong zero pile driver, which you like you said, like it's just devastating yeah you know it's a it's a little bit of a bummer but i'm really excited to see what she's going to do full time but yeah uh it was a great match jenny is i love jenny i she yeah. i think she's my favorite woman's wrestler on on the british scene right now for that well, the first time i saw a wrestle i just well first time i saw her come out for the first time i was going to see a wrestle i just thought she's tiny there's no way she's going to be believable in the ring but there's something about her style of wrestling that she makes herself believable she she forces you to believe that she can really hurt somebody because she's so vicious and aggressive i mean it, that's she is 100% brings you in through her facial like expressions yeah it's it, you believe that Here's this, and it's funny because, you know, like the, her her character, you know, her persona is like, oh, fashionista. Typically, those are like soft, uh, you know, like in the past, like those type of characters are like soft, yeah. you know, maybe like 
you know, chicken shit heels type characters. But Jenny, uh, through her face and through her actions, is like, oh, no, no, she's a fashionista, but she will murder you. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah. I love the uh, the the uh, Primark princess chance that she gets at progress shows. She gets so rolled up about it. it? All right. Like, so as as a Yankee, you're gonna have to explain that reference because I've only uh, I, I don't I don't think I saw a Primark when I was over there. Um, so. Yeah, you have to you have to go into the slightly backwards of certain cities, but I mean Coventry has one bang in the center. It's basically like if you want to fill your entire wardrobe for the year for about twelve pound fifty. Then you go to Primark. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, is it? Would you make the comparison to like it's like your Walmart? Uh, I think so. I don't really know what Walmart is. It's like, oh, yeah. it's like Walmart, uh, like Tesco's or something. It's just like clothing, basically. It's like a clothes right. shop, but where everything costs like you're hard pressed to find anything that costs over like three pounds. Oh, so it's like oh. really super super budget. Uh, clothing shop basically but okay yeah yeah oh wow that's all right learning something new because <laughs> although i did i did i do know tesco oh yeah that's it, it's basically tesco without the food there you go okay there we go all right all right because yeah, i i my wife and i we got uh, uh some good noodles at a tesco once when we were out in the seven sister uh we were in one of the outer parts of london when we stayed there yeah. but all right so actually so uh looking at jenny and tony storm is going to bring us right into wembley so yes. you know so we'll talk to them they'll be the first match we talk about but give us a little bit of background about this wembley show and about why it's so important um well basically uh last year's every year progress does lot their big september show the end of september um and every year it's kind of gotten bigger. Um, last year was, uh, oh, it's got off the top of my head now, but, uh, yeah, last was year that, was uh, Ali, Alexandra Palace. Yeah. The Ali Palace show. Um, which they then ended up doing three days at Alexandra Palace for the, um, super strong style 16 tournament later in the year, uh, which was fantastic as well. But they, they every year they, they try and go one big out and Wembley, to be honest, I mean, it's an 8,000 seat, uh, arena, which is absolutely if if they even get close to selling it out, it's going to be the biggest independent show in Europe for over thirty years, which is ridiculous. And, and from from what I've heard here and there, they're getting very close to to hitting that number, which I think is about six and a half thousand to 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 be the biggest in thirty years, and they're they're very very close to that from what I hear. So even if they don't sell out, if they it's even just, get to sixty five. Even if they only got to three or four thousand, it's huge. As far as the UK goes, it, it's the biggest. It's already the biggest show that we've had for a long, long time. There isn't Outside WWE, of WWE, right? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, even WWE struggle to sell out their house shows for more than three or four thousand. So it really is a, a huge undertaking, and it's a huge achievement that they've managed to to get that far. It shows how well progress has been growing. Oh yeah, I mean, just to be able to look at that build from you know uh, the garage for their first like what was that fifteen sixteen up chapters uh, right yeah I think sixteen cha- first sixteen chapters yeah it's when when before they moved to uh, the electric ballroom but to my, see my that- first my first live chapter was chapter twelve 
And I literally walked up on the day and bought a ticket on the door. And I think it was like 400 capacity. And that was only five years ago. So to to think how much they've grown since then, that they're they're selling out 1,200 people for every show at least. And then they're going to do things like this and actually getting anywhere close to the numbers that they could have there. It's just, it's it's an unbelievable achievement. The lads there have done, fantastic they've, but they've built a, a company that that fans believe in because they deliver show after show of brilliant right. wrestling that they care about their fans um which a lot of english that's always been a big issue with the english promotions is that they're very the a lot of the big promotion a lot of the big uk promotions in the past have been very quick to turn their back on the fans when it's uh when it's convenient for them and that hasn't mm-hmm. happened with progress, which I think is re- a really important part of their success. And I thought, I, I think one thing I really enjoy about progress with, uh, is that they built using British talent and English yeah. talent. And, you know, they brought in a couple like foreigners here and there, but it was never like, from what I understand, a lot of Brit res, uh, promotions to do, which is you build your main event around bringing a foreigner that's your yeah, draw. Bring, bring a, a big name import for your for your top top name on the card. Another sort of big name just below them, and then kind of build around that. Um, although, but I think a lot of a lot of shows now are learning from Progress and are doing a similar thing where they're they're billing their their British talent instead of billing. I mean, it helps that we've got a lot of big big UK names at the minute, but a lot a lot of shows are realising that stunt booking only gets them so far, and to actually build coherent stories over over a series of shows rather than just x american wrestler is showing up to wrestle x one of ours and it makes a lot more sense to build stories and keep people invested and i think they're starting to realize that across the board yeah i i I, that was one of the things that really drew me into into progress was uh the story element and that you know like there's you know the first like 10 11 chapters you know there was some pretty decent stuff like or whatever but once they get into that Osprey Havoc storyline, it is. Yeah. I think uh, when amazing. Progress are on their on their A game story wise, I don't think there's a promotion in the world who can touch them. I really Agreed. don't. Agreed. They they and and it's the slow builds. Like some stories will build over the course of three, four, five, six chapters. They're not in a rush to get this match out of the way so they can get the next story started. They're they're happy to let things gel. And I mean, look at the Eddie Dennis story. He was they were, oh. they were teasing that turn for so long from uh, Flash that everybody thought, well, the last five shows, Flash is going to turn. Flash is going to turn. Flash is going to turn. So when Eddie turned. The, the the fact they were they were letting that build and jet and stew for so long that when the double turn happened it it, it blew everybody everybody's mind in there went everybody went insane because no one saw it coming because the way the story was built was so well done and and, and a year later it finally it's finally going to pay off I, I i can't wait to, to start to talk about that that's going to be one of the oh i i can uh, all right. Before we get there, though, let's start off with the women's match, a women's title match. We yep. have, uh, we have. Let's see. Oh, Tony Storm versus Ginny, who will yep. be accompanied by the House of Couture, and then West, the West Midlands own Coventry City own the nineteen-year-old yep. Millie McKenzie. Yeah, that's our little local girl, Millie. She's from literally like a street over from me. <laughs> um, she's a proper lo- I've, I've watched her wrestle since she, she I think it was two days after she turned 16 she wrestled a local show 
and oh she's been wrestling. So we, we've watched her right from the very, very off here, and she's always been fantastic. She, I mean, she was literally a 16 year old girl doing Canadian Canadian drivers, which is just an insane concept to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, the, and, for, it is criminal how good she is for how young she is. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely think she has the best German suplex in the business at the minute. It's and I, and I would tell Brock Lesnar that. <laughs> you know, it's up, it's up there. It's it really is. So. A uh, little bit of story. So the story going into this is Jenny got the got the title. Uh, yeah. Coming up on a year ago, yeah. Yeah, she won it clean, but she kept it dirty. Right. Like she she won the title clean in a, in a great match, but she's kept hold of it with every nefarious tactic in the book since. With her right. little crew of got, her cronies. And she oh that and her crew of cronies is the best. I love Nina Samuels. I think. Uh, Charlie Morgan is yeah. amazing. She's super, super good. Professional Wrestling Eves uh, champion, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and she's been a brilliant yeah. champion there as well. Really good champion. Right. And uh, and then Chikara, who's again, I think Chikara's like eighteen or something like that. Uh, and she, I don't even think she's eighteen yet. She might she might be just just coming up to eighteen. I think. But what I'm are not, your child well, labor laws over there? How are these kids <laughs> making? <laughs> You can't even have a paper round nowadays, but you can be thrown around a wrestling ring, it appears. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, did the Industrial Revolution ever end with you guys? You guys still just sending, instead of sending kids into the factories, you're just sending them into dojos? I think so, yeah. That must be the concept if they can't work in a, in a factory, yeah. You can't go <laughs> up a chimney anymore, just throw them in a wrestling ring instead. <laughs> right, so Chikara's great. You know, she's a, her character's amazing. Uh, and then Tony Storm, who... You know, Ginny got it from, she was kind of Tony being the first women's champion. And yeah, then Millie a McKenzie. Long, a long-running champion as well. She had that yeah. title for a long time, yeah. And she, and she really helped kind of establish and put it on the match. I mean, she would, I, her first title defense was against Candice LeRae, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and then, you know, Millie McKenzie, who I think, if I'm reading the crowd right over the last couple chapters, is probably the crowd favorite. Oh, by a by a landslide! I mean, everyone loves Tony as well, and everyone loves Ginny. They love Tabua, obviously, because she's right. a fantastic heel. But yeah, Millie is is far and away the the crowd favorite, without All a right, doubt. So, so first off, how well? Uh, and this card is stacked. Top. Yeah, off. there's there, there isn't a, there isn't a match on that card that couldn't potentially be a five star match. I, I think that everything on there could be absolutely fantastic. So first off, and will uh, be. what do you think is the quality of this match? Where do you think it's going to land? Uh, uh, as long as they, I hope they have, because with such a stack card and a, and a battle royal now added to the pre-show, I'm, I'm worried that they're going to be squeezed for time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, a real all-in situation. Yeah, I think uh, I'm worried that there's a couple of matches on there that they're just going to rush through. Um uh, and the women's one is the one I worry about the most on there, but I'm hoping as it's the only women's match that they're going to give it a little bit more time. Yeah. Um, but e- even if they're restrained on time, the, those three in the ring together, I, I can't see that not being a fantastic match. Yeah. Even if they do like a six, seven minute sprint, I think that's going to be a great, uh, just Janie's going to get thrown everywhere and she's great yeah. at it. <laughs> uh, I mean, a quick match kind of works to Millie strengths as well, because she's, kind of that put her down and watch her go kind of wrestler so right a lot of downtime doesn't really fit her style anyway she's much better if she's just a 
chaotic little ball of hell rolling around the ring, <laughs> throwing everyone around. That that's what suits her best, I think. So it wouldn't right. hurt them that much. I don't think more. Some of the other matches, I think, would be hurt with too much time restraint, but I think they would be okay with yeah. that. So where do you think? Who do you think's getting the title? Who do you think's walking away? Uh, I'd like Millie to walk away with it, but I think Ginny's going to keep hold of it. I don't I, think she's had it for long enough yet. I think I have to agree. I want I want Millie to win as a as a uh, wannabe West Midlands, uh, Birmingham, uh, you know, lover. Love Aston Villa. Love Coventry City. Uh, I guess I can't really say that too loud. Hopefully, there's not any Aston Villa supporters <laughs> listening. But uh, you know, I want Millie McKenzie to win, but I really think Jenny's gonna. I think she's gonna end up taking it. And it's always the, the the money's in the chase, as they say. I think having Ginny have the title for longer, especially if somehow Millie's screwed by uh, the House of Couture, and that sets up a nice story where Ginny can be chased by uh, by Millie for a little while. Then, and I think. I I think this is kind of Tony's farewell from progress. I don't think we're going to see her after this. Yeah. I I, I think her dates are going to be few and far between WWUK's coming down the pipe. And I think she's probably going to be a bit of a bit of a cornerstone in that promotion. Yeah, she has to be. Yeah. But I think, so I think it's either, it's either going to be Millie where they crown her as like the new, you know, Wunderkind, or Jenny and the, they set up the chase. I think, I think either way, I think they can really work with it, but I think also how they go with it might inform how they book, you know, other matches. Yeah. You know, but we'll see. All right. So moving on. All right, let's get into the, uh, progress tag team championship thunder bastard match. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um, I mean, they did a big multi-man uh, at last year's Ali Pali show and it was it was just chaotic and it was to build a story but I think this time around that's I think that's going to get a big chunk of time um, I really hope the Grizzled Young Veterans come out on top of it because uh, I love when they've got the titles they can, they, and they can just act like total dickheads <laughs> they, 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 having yeah. the titles in their hands just just cranks up that I can't wait to hear those like six six thousand people in that arena all booings. How is, how is anyone going to hear a word he says? <laughs> <laughs> I well, what are they? They're not coming in first, right? No, it's uh, I forgot to I write down the order. Uh, I know it's, Flam- uh, Eminem, I think, coming in first. Yeah, uh, Eminem and uh, Flamita and Bandito are in first. Oh, right. Although, even though Flamita and Bandito are champs, they've only actually won or wrestled and won one match, so they're. Uh, they'll be one of the first two in. I think Grizzled Young Veterans are last in, and the uh, or no, Grizzled Young Veterans are second to last, and then it's the one nine eight before them. All right, is, all right. Uh, so you're going to have to ex- explain a little bit about the one nine eight. Uh, that turn happened on a house show, not house show, but uh, yeah, on, on just a chapter show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was yeah, Flash. Basically, for a long time, Flash had been. Uh, was being coerced by um, Haskins and Vicky, Mark Haskins and Vicky Haskins and mm-hmm. Jimmy Havoc to be part of their, to make them a quartet basically. And they were trying to turn him, basically trying to turn him evil. Um, and he kind of, 
started playing along chapter to chapter and this is what i mean about the story it was over the course of like eight to ten chapters that they were turning him slowly he finally got on side with them or at least they thought he did um and then he turned on uh, haskins during a, a tag match and split off and started his own tag team basically which is an old very old uh tag team flash and and uh, that Flash was in really early on before he was a mod. Uh, oh, okay. It, so this is going this is going well before that. Then yeah, uh, this is this is when he was just Flash Morgan. No, this is when he was just Morgan Webster before he was oh, Flash okay. Morgan Webster. Uh, he was just uh, in a Welsh, a Welsh tag team, the One Ninety Eight, and it's really domestic because it's slipping my mind his uh, tag partner's name now. <laughs> uh, 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 the Wild Boar. Yes, Wild Boar, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just call him yeah. Wild Boar because I can't remember his... Uh, Same here. I don't know why I'm... I, I apologize. I know that we're probably getting screamed at right now, but... Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, it seems to me that the, 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 the split of him from... Splitting him from Haskins and uh, Havoc, I think, was to free Haskins up to wrestle with Riddle. Yeah. Because... That's kind of like, how I read that too. Yeah, a few different places have, have said that that's who Riddle asked for. For he said, "I'll come, like basically I'll come and wrestle if it, my last match is Haskins," which says a lot about Haskins because he, he at the minute, if you ask a lot of Brit Rest fans who the best unsigned in in quotation marks the best unsigned British wrestler is right now, nine out of ten people say Mike Haskins. Oh, and he's really amazing. Yeah, he's done a little bit of work for ROH very recently, and yeah. I know WWE kind of sniffing around him, but he the the fact that he isn't working full time anywhere any of the, any of the big promotions yet is is criminal. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So looking at the card, so if you don't have the card in front of you, I'll kind of run it down real quick. As far as the Thunder Bastard Championship match. It's Mills versus May, who's a great young, talented team. Yeah, Aussie they've kind of been the whipping boys of that match, but they're, they're, they're kind of cannon fodder. Just everybody's just throwing them around and beating them right. over. <laughs> but I do, I do enjoy their uh, the story of they do well in the dome. Yes, but when they get to a bigger venues, they kind of choke up, which I think is great for a young team. Yes, yeah. Uh, then we got Ozzy Open, who's one of my favorite tag teams right now. Yeah. I love that combination. Uh, Anti-Fun Police, who are amazing. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah, they're going to be great for comedy spots. Uh, yeah. Flamita, the champions, Flamita and Bandito. Who I've seen precisely one match of theirs, which was them winning the titles. I've not seen them do anything else, so I'm, I'm, they're a bit of an unknown quantity for me. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not as fluent in lucha as I'd like to be, but everything I've heard about Flamita and Bandito, they've been they're yeah. amazing. Uh, they're Bandito had a really good strong showing in All In, right? He was one of the yes, yes. yeah, yeah. But yeah, tell a lot. That's some of the place I've seen him actually. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, and I know he's got a lot of he's got a lot of heat coming in coming off of all in. Uh, Flamita was in Super Strong Style last year, two years ago, two years ago, two two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I know he came in, and uh, he's one of uh, one of the big imports they brought in. I thought yeah. for that for that tournament, which was really nice. 
then we got grizzled young veterans who probably pound for pound best heels on, yeah. on earth. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to back that statement. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zach Gibson, one of my favorites. Uh, I just saw a clip of him from Fighting Spirit. Pro, yes. Where he's a baby face and it blew my mind. Yeah, well, when it, it's really odd to see if you go and see him wrestle in Liverpool, he gets cheered like he's a god. <laughs> as soon as he crosses the border into any other part of the UK, there's no one who gets booed harder. I've never seen anyone get booed as hard as he does. It, <laughs> he, the, the way he generates heat just by being himself. <laughs> well, it's not even by being himself because he's a lovely bloke in real life. But, oh, but just, just by sticking to that character of just being a cocky dickhead. I've never seen anyone generate heat like that. It's he is he could probably teach a master class on how to generate heat and and do it in a way that's non problematic. Yeah, which is I went to uh, recently went to one of the WWE UK tapings and at one point there was a chant um, there was something along the lines of. Uh, if you hate Gibson, take off your shoe or something like oh, that. Oh, uh, shoes off if you hate Yeah, him. shoes off if you hate Gibson. And there was like 2,000 people all waving their shoes in the air because they just wanted to make the point that they proper hate him. <laughs> do, you know, do, you, do you know who started that? I don't know. Dahlia Black. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually was the one that started it. Oh, well, it worked. According, according to her Twitter. <laughs> Uh, all right, and then we have Sexy Star, Brooks and Thatcher, and then the 198 who we already talked about. So, if you had to put money on this match, who do you think is going to survive? Uh, it's another one where I, I want Grizzled Young Veterans to win it. But I can see, I think a bit, I think they're going to try and throw a curveball with it. So, I think my pick is Aussie Open. I was going to say the same thing, actually. Yeah, I think Aussie Open have proven themselves to be extremely popular in progress, and I think I think that's enough of a curveball that people will be happy, but people will be shocked at the same time. I think that's a really a really good combination. I yeah, I I, I agreed. Uh, I agree a lot. I don't think Flamita and Bandito are going to be sticking around progress too much, at least enough to like build and uh, a championship run. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, just when you look at flying that kind of talent out every month or every two, three weeks, you know, can get a little pricey. Uh, but if it's not going to be girls, little young vets, I, I do think it's going to be Aussie open. I think they're the, probably the most in line for it. All right. So moving on, we got Haskins and riddle. Some respect, a lot of people are speculating that this is riddles last independent, uh, match. Well, he's He's confirmed now. Yeah. He said, Oh yeah. He's last, last independent match. Yeah. Well, I know he uh, he just debuted for NXT over the weekend, I think in Florida a couple days ago. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we already kind of hit on this a little bit. Riddle asked for this. Riddle wanted Haskins. Haskins is, uh, you know, one of the best unsigned, yeah. you know, uh, free agents in the, in the game right now. What do you think of this match? I think, it's, I think Riddle's going to want to go out with the band, and I think he's going to want to show why he's – probably the hottest thing that NXT has signed for a long time. And I think that's another part of the reason why he picked Haskins, because he knows Haskins can keep up with that. And I think it's going to be, I think that that has potential to be the show stealer, the, the one that you don't I, yeah. expect to be the best match on the card that could really be the best match on the card. 
Which is ridiculous because you're looking at Haskins and Riddle. And if yes. that's not what you're thinking is going to be the best match in the car, like that's, I think that just shows how <laughs> deep this card is. Yeah. Well, my, my favorite match of last year, out of not just British wrestling, but all of wrestling was uh, Matt Riddle and Jeff Cobb from day yep. two of super strong style. Yes. Or the year before last, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It was two years more ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that match was absolutely perfect from start to finish. I thought, and I think uh, this match could, I think it has the potential to really like match it. To, to be as good, yeah, if not yeah. better. Oh, yeah, because Haskins has that shoot that, or that, he, I, I, the way Haskins has melded the shoot style without being overly shoot style yeah. with, you know, like pro wrestling, like, you know, proper I, I, wrestling. The, I think the main it's amazing. thing I love about him is he's, it's just the, the level of like he, he builds his aggression for a match, so mm-hmm. it's almost like as he uh, when he when he first starts a match, you can see he's he's thinking about every move that he makes, and as the match goes on, he becomes he almost sort of becomes more aggressive and sort of loses control a little bit, and then when he starts cinching in uh, submission moves by the end, but the way he locks in both a sharp shooter and an armbar. It, how anyone can take that move without being permanently hurt, I don't know how he does it. Like the way he cinches things in, and he, he just looks like he really wants to hurt the person that he's wrestling, <laughs> which uh, obviously it, doesn't, but he makes it look like he does. Right. So obviously, with Riddles, with this being his last independent show, where do you do you think they're going to? Do you think Haskins wins? I, th- I you know, think the rub, or do you think they let Riddle go out with a win? It's, I mean, it's wrestling tradition to lose your last match, isn't it? But I don't know. I don't know if WWE would let him go there and lose because everybody's going to be watching. That, that's one of the things that's going to draw outside eyes to this, to this progress show is the fact that Riddle's last match is on there. Right. I don't. I can't see WWE wanting him to lose his his last independent match. So I think right. he wins. Well, I'm happy either way. I'm just happy to see the match take place. To be honest, to see those two work each other is going to be is going to be fantastic. I don't really mind who wins as long as it's as good a match as I think it'll be. Right? Uh, do you think with this, if Haskins does win, do you think that sets him up for a claim for the title? I think it has to. Yeah, I think it's enough bagging. Or at rights. least maybe he can use it to finagle his way into like a number one yeah. contender type. Matt. I think so. I think it gives gives him something to to shout about. I, I'll be a WWE guy. I deserve my my turn, my shot at the title. And I, I would love Haskins to, to do that because he really hasn't gotten a clear shot since he had to abdicate. Big yeah. word as an English teacher, the <laughs> title. Yeah, I, th- I think he de- I think he des- deserves his uh, his run. Uh, well, I was going to say Walter, but whoever the champion is after. Uh, after this, especially if he beats Riddle, even if he doesn't, I think he's earned his way into that, at least into the conversation. Yes. Oh, definitely. Definitely. All right. So moving to Paul Robinson versus Jimmy Havoc, which could be the most violent and the most bloody match of yeah. in British wrestling history. Yeah. They are really hope they're going to have like a, a, some sort of blood transfusion machine <laughs> just sitting at, at the side of the ring because I don't think they're going to make it from the ring to the back by the time that match is over 
So uh, we ha- we haven't seen Paul Robinson wrestle in three years, at least in progress. Yeah. yeah. Because well, of he's, a, he's, he's barely he's been involved in storylines and things, but he hasn't been wrestling. Oh right, and because it was a blood issue. Um, I think it was just a, a general. He's just general beaten health. up issue. Yeah, I think there was some some sort of a blood issue among other things, but I think he just generally was really beaten up. Right now, I mean, coming from out uh, off of uh, the last chapter where he was the special guest referee, he looks to be in great shape. Yeah, he. If you go back and watch his stuff from earlier in progress, he is a madman. Yeah, he's he's like Gollum if Gollum was ripped on steroids and high class <laughs> cocaine. That's the best <laughs> way to describe him. The guy is absolutely fucking wild. I'm not. I'm not a deathmatch guy. I don't really like the blood stuff all that much. But if you asked me a deathmatch I want to see, I'd probably put those two together. No, one hundred percent. And uh, I mean, they had a gr- brutal match in Chapter Twenty One. Yeah, they went to war big time. Which, which, knowing the way these two guys work, they're going to want to one up that. They're not going to do that match again and just do the same kind of thing. They're going to want to one up it, which is why I'm genuinely worried about the health of both the bomb by the end of that match. Oh, this is definitely going to be a health and safety inve- uh, investigators nightmare. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even front row this year. I'm like 10th row and I'm still worried that I'm going to end up covered in one of, if not both of their blood. <laughs> I'm not wearing a white t-shirt. I, I'm not going to risk it. Oh no, man, you got to go full Steve Carino, full white bleach the hair. <laughs> that was just all popped out. But yeah, I think I think this match is going to be. I think this match ends the first half of the show. Yeah, definitely, without and, a doubt. And then goes all over the. I think goes all over Wembley. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. They, they like to have a walk around them too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Who, who do you, what is your who do you think who do you think takes this? Well, the, the story with Havoc has been that he just can't get a win. I mean, he's been, he lost to Spike Trevay. Uh, Drew Parker beat him, with the, which was my favorite line. I don't want James, I want Jimmy. And right. Oh, great. Yeah, that, great. that was a, yeah, it really drove home the, the story of like Jimmy just can't find his old mojo. But I think. Where Jimmy usually finds his mojo is when it's somebody who's really pissed him off, and Robinson's really pissed him off. So I think Havoc's, I think Havoc's going to win it, but I think I don't think you can really call it either of them a winner by the time it's finished. To be honest, no, this Just is like the, the one uh, who lost slightly less. No one's coming out of it doing well, are they? I don't think. No, this is a this is a definite uh, nuclear war type situation where it's this yeah. assured mutual destruction. Yeah, I mean, uh, last year, uh, last year's big uh, Ali Pali show Jimmy Havoc tried to cut off Mark Haskins head with an axe so oh Jesus I forgot about that <laughs> yeah so I mean you might actually cut Paul Robinson's head off with an axe this year you know they've <laughs> got to step it up <laughs> it's it's I mean who you who knows what you can take off the table with these two yeah I'm genuinely like I'm genuinely terrified for both of them like I said death matches aren't really my thing I don't like all the blood stuff that much but just because it's it, it can go too far, and I think they're both going to go too far. Way too far, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? 
All right. So moving into another hardcore uh, match, a TLC match, in fact, Eddie, Dien- Eddie Dennis, Mark Andrews, who I, this is, uh, we've talked about stories a lot in the last yeah. like 20 minutes, but hands down, this is probably my favorite feud going right now. Yeah. It's been a solid year build. Yeah. It's, it is, it's my favorite feud in wrestling at the minute, even though Eddie Dennis has barely wrestled in that year because of a shoulder injury, but it's, it's been genius the way that they've, the way they've kept the story going between the two of them without actually having them. It's been so long since they've, they've, they've kept them apart for so long. They've never touched. They've been in the same room. They've been at each other's throats, but they've never actually laid hands on each other until the last chapter. I was going to say, they haven't, they haven't been in the same, they haven't been in the same match since Ali Pally, right? Uh, they, let me think, let me think they were in the same match. The Thunder Bastard. Uh, oh, the, right, right, right. Uh, but Eddie Dennis was eliminated just before Andrews, or as Andrews came out. Oh, that's so, right. Which, again, is absolutely genius. Not all he was there for was to get his hands on Andrews, and he was eliminated just as Andrews' entrance music started, which is fantastic storytelling for me because it builds that frustration for Eddie Dennis. Right. So, he, again, he's been in... Eddie Dennis's heel work this year has been amazing, and he's not even working matches. He's he spent ninety percent of that time just on the mic, and he's been absolutely unbelievable. So, as uh, I think, uh, Eddie Dennis is two singles British wrestling as grizzled young vets are to the tag team scene, where he is yes. hands down probably the best heel going. Yeah, and his mic work is. He, I'd say his, his might work is even better than than Gibson's because he can, so. be, he can be subtle, and, but he can be and he can turn that aggression on at the flick of a switch. And I think, in my opinion, in this match, Eddie Dennis is the the face going in. In my this is how I view the situation, <laughs> this, and see, I know uh, Callum Wesley agrees with me that Dennis is in the right. I. I think he's in the right, but I still think he's the heel because he's going the wrong way about it. But I think I, he can be right and still be a heel. Oh, I like think Mr. I think Mr. Perfect was, was Mr. Perfect was perfect. You saw how good he was at all those sports, but he was still <laughs> <a bit. laughs> like he was that, hitting a perfect true. home run every time, but he was still a bell end, whichever way you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I, I understand your thinking, but I He's just been such a naughty boy, isn't he? Oh, it's been amazing. I love Eddie Dennis. I think he, like you said, his, the story they've told with him has been top notch, top show. And yeah. I, and honestly, I just can't, I can't get it up for Andrews. I don't know what it is. I just can't connect. Even as a pop punk guy, as myself, I just can't, for something about Andrews is that I can't connect with. Yeah, he's, I, I rec- uh, Andrews is a strange one because I recognise his ability. He's a fantastic wrestler, um, but this is the first time I've ever given a shit about a Mark Andrews match, which is weird. Like, I'll, I'll be like, I'm happy, always happy when he's on a card because, like, well, that'll be a solid match. But I've never been excited for a, a, a Mark Andrews match before, even mm. when he was, even when he was uh, 
when he was tagging with Eddie Dennis, it was always I was always excited to see him wrestle because I was excited to see Eddie Dennis wrestle. Yeah, and Andrews was just a nice little bonus because he could do some pretty cool stuff. But he, I never got excited to see him work, and this is the first time I've been excited for a match that he's involved in because the way it's been built. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. But I think I think Dennis takes it. I think Dennis has the heat. I think Dennis has the motivation and I think Dennis has done a great job pulling Andrews into the aggression aggression side that he's always lacked. Yeah. And I think Dennis uses that against him. Uh, the the last chapter when he, he finally found a way to flick his switch was just to take the piss out of his band. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, that was, Oh, that was great. I love it. I said, just watched that this morning. Yeah. What was the line? Uh, you better hope that band of yours does well by the time I finish with you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, it's just it's everything about it's been note perfect. I, I I think as well the only payoff can be to have Eddie Dennis win. Otherwise, I think I th- it's not a waste of that build. But I, I think I think the better payoff is to have Eddie Dennis prove himself right. I, I, I think man. I think the payoff can then be moved forward. I think if Andrews wins, you can't move the story forward. Yeah. If Dennis wins, you, then you can. Really you can do a lot more with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you can build Dennis a lot more than you can build Andrews right now. Yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, moving on to Pete Dunn versus Ilya Dragunov, and what could be probably the uh, what you could call be the first or really the only like big money match. Yeah, that's yeah, that's your. Um, in, in British and European wrestling terms, that's your uh, Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, big money match right there. Yeah, that, so that's, have... that's something that's been talked about. In British wrestling, this match has been talked about for years before it's ever actually come around. And I think I think what they've been doing, cross promoting it with WXW, has been great. Yeah. They've 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 got a quite a, a couple of years working relationship now with uh, WXW, which and it's done favors for both sides. That's why we ended up with Walter and uh, uh, Thatcher, Thatcher as well came yeah. via WXW, and yeah, it's it's definitely done both sides favors without a doubt. Yeah, uh, so you got Dunn coming in. He's probably he's probably the best wrestler all around in. The UK, he's probably top ten in the world. I would say. Yeah, he's. I I think he's the best. He's definitely the the best active British wrestler at the moment. And I, like you say, I, I'd count him. There's not many people I can think of who he couldn't keep up with. And then he's, you got. And I don't know much about Dragunov coming into this. So you're gonna have to hit me to this. He's basically the. He's he's Russian, but he's Russian via Germany. Um, he was he's trained by Alexander Wolf and he's got a similar style but we, he's he's a lot like Pete Dunn actually in their their style is very similar that that kind of all they want to do is hurt somebody that super aggressive fast um, little bit of high flying stuff mixed in and he's happy to put his put his life on the line every now and then to do something ridiculous just to to hurt his opponent he's. He's a, he's hard, he's not hard to watch. Isn't the right the right way to put it? But he's he's hard to keep up with. Almost he's so hundred mile an hour, super aggressive. He, he fits 
him and Dunn are, are cut from the same cloth, definitely. Yeah, and this I think this match is going to be in the running for probably best in show. Yeah. But I mean, we've said that what like four matches out of the. That is. We've said that about every match because it is it is ridiculous how good this card is. But that I think that could be that has potential to be the best professional wrestling match in the world this year if if it if it goes the way I think it can. I I, I and I would have to agree. Those are probably uh, Europe's two best wrestlers in in the whole of Europe now. Those are probably number one and two, whichever way around you want to put them. Which is amazing that they haven't even touched yet. Yeah. All right. So next we got what could be the end of an era. Doug Williams versus the Don Trent Seven. Yeah. I saw the championship. What do you think? I saw Doug Williams wrestle when I was literally a child for the first time. I've, I've literally watched him wrestle for, what, 25 plus years? So it's kind of sad, but I think I I don't see any way that he doesn't lose this match. I think it's a really cool way for him to go out in front of that many people at the biggest, potentially the biggest show Europe's seen in 30 odd years. I think it's because even is how long his career has been, this is the biggest show of his entire career. And I think to go out at that point and get that kind of farewell, I think is fantastic. And I think that's, that's the way it's going to go. I think and so Trent, too. I think be a better choice for him to go against for that. Either I think that's a brilliant choice. I I I I think so too. I think Doug Williams has been. I what Tanahashi was for Japanese wrestling in the mid two thousands, where it was down. It was you know kind of reeling from Enochism. I think you could say the same for Doug Williams about the British wrestling scene, where he single-handedly helped keep it alive from his work on impact and keeping that style. Yeah. 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 And I think for him to finally get that last, sorry, but to finally get that last one at, you know, in front of 8,000, I think is perfect way to end it. There was an era in British wrestling where even the, um, like the, we have a, we have a thing here. I don't know if you're aware of it, but things like Butlins and things like that. So like holiday parks, and yes. we'd have—it's a, a long, long British tradition for holiday park shows. So through the summer holidays, when all the kids are off school for like six weeks, um, they'll run shows every single day for six weeks at those parks, so kids can get go and see the wrestling shows there. And there was a point where that was the only place you could really see regular British wrestling, and Doug Williams was there for all that. There was points where, uh, when I was sort of a teenager. 13, 14, where there are, I might be one of 12 people in a crowd for a show and Doug Williams was there. So the, he's, he's really paid his dues big time. The guy is, he'll work anything, anywhere because he, he loves wrestling. He, and I think it says, I think as a send off, this show couldn't be more perfect as a way to say goodbye to him and to thank him for what he's done for pro wrestling. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think so too. I think this is his, you know, like I think in a, in an abstract way, this is Brit- British wrestling saying goodbye and thank you for keeping the literal lights on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like a, cause 
a lot of people see Trent Seven as like the the leader of the the modern resurgence. Like obviously you've got guys like Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate and people like that who are making their making their names, but the guy who link kind of links them all is Trent Seven. And mm. I think it's almost like a passing of the torch kind of thing. Like you're the you're the you're the godfather of British wrestling now. As right. Doug steps down and 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 hands that to Trent Seven. I think it's quite a nice uh, symbolic thing as well. I mean, I could be totally wrong. Doug Williams might kick the shit out of him and have another five <laughs> years with the title, but I'm pretty sure we've got the nail on the head with this one. Right. I think I I think if Williams does win, I think it would be great, but. Whenever he does retire, I think it would be a bit of a letdown. Yeah, there's no better moment than to do it. And it's not like I'm wishing him to end his career, but no, it, it, there's no better moment to do it. And it's the last cap, yeah. It's the last show he's got booked. If you check out his bookings of that, it's the last show he's booked on. So I assume that that is the case. And I, I, and I couldn't be happier to, to say that I'm going to be there for it if it does happen. It would oh. be a proud moment for me. Exactly, 100%. All right, so finally, that brings us to the main event, Walter Tyler Bate Progress World Championship. Uh, yeah. Walter is on probably on one of the hottest uh, runs since. Yeah, he's you know, the champion of England at the moment because he's got everybody's title. Yeah, if he actually so, brought all the titles that he's holding at the minute out to the ring, he'd need a wheelbarrow because there's no be, way one man can carry all that, even a man the size of Walter. It'd be a real Ultimo Dragon situation yeah. <laughs> coming out. PWG, uh, what else he got? Rev Pro. Yeah. Right. No. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Rev Pro is, doesn't have Rev Pro anymore. He did have Rev Pro for a short while, but yeah, it's Benaro right. now. Um, but yeah, he's holding pretty much a title everywhere of one form or another. I think he's got one in Fight Club Pro. Obviously, he's got the Progress title, which was the Atlas title. He technically never lost the Atlas title. He just threw yep. it away because he wanted to uh, go after Trav. Um, but yeah, he's he's just... But he's he's earned that spot because so, he is so good. And there's not many big guy wrestlers who, who can work like he does. He, he doesn't just come out and go like, me big, me strong, and then slap somebody head, and yeah, that's it. He, he's a he's a really really good, exciting wrestler to watch. And and the challenger, probably one of the hottest names on the circuit right yep. now. Tyler Bate, who yep. has been transforming himself on Instagram into the British Floyd Mayweather or the British big, Conor McGregor. Yeah, big strong boy. With big his strong boy, his, Tyler uh, Bate. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous the stuff he's been doing lately, but it's really got him over with me more than ever because it's just you can see how much fun he has doing his job and the fact that he, he genuinely seems to appreciate that it's his job that he gets to have so much fun. Back, in, the, in, back in June when he came out and he had like the Rolex, yeah, the and Rolex, he had the Hawaiian the shirt, was, and yeah. just. I was like, this. He's he's found it. He's found. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous, but in in a brilliant way. But he can back it up as well because he's. It's not like he's got a stupid gimmick and he doesn't do anything with it. He, he's, he's genuinely fantastic in the ring and some of the stuff he can do, especially for his, he's not a big lad. Like when he's talk, stand when I stand and talk to him, I tower over him. But 
it's knowing full well that if he wanted to, he could like lift me above his head and spin me for 20 minutes without an issue. It's <laughs> the, the strength of him for his size is, I've never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable. So I think he's going to gorilla press Walter at one point. <laughs> definitely going to do it. Yeah. He's going to do the Brian Cage spot, gorilla press up, throw him over the top rope. I, oh, I don't know if anyone has survived Walter being thrown over the top rope. I was going to say, and then think, 20, 20 ring crew are going to have to catch him. Yeah, I, I, but I think he's going to do that. He would definitely do the spin thing, you know, the big spin that, uh, that he does. Oh. And I think he's... He's gonna do something. He, he's gonna try something ridiculous, like uh, not when he does the um, the suplex, but with the no lift, where he picks him up off the floor and without putting his feet down, he hits him with a suplex. I think it's gonna he's gonna do something like that because he's he is a big strong. Well, he's a little big strong boy. <laughs> he has to showcase that, especially against someone like Walter. So Walter, who's only recently got the the title, yeah, Tyler Bate, who. Uh, I don't want to say coming off cold, but yeah. I there it hasn't been as big of a build as it has in a, in, pa- yeah. in the past. The only thing that's significant to me is that of all the stuff that Tyler Bates done so far, he was he's been finalist in the Super Strong Style. He's had the tag titles. He's beaten so many big names that have come through Progress, and he's never held the title which I think is really significant. That That's way, otherwise I'd just be Walters winning it. But I think that's significant. I think he, I think that's the one thing that he wants. So I've, it's a tough one to pick. I, I'm happy, again, I'm happy either way it goes, but I think Tyler Bates going to win it. And I think a lot of people disagree with me there, but I think he's going to. That's, I, that's, oh man. I, uh, I think I'm going to go Walter. It's cool on that card, isn't it? it? I mean, like, like I said, like you could every match on this card, I think outside of Riddle and Haskins is you can make an argument either way. Yeah. And I think this one is even though that, that this tops, this card is so amazing, but I think I'm going to have to go Walter. I think yeah. he holds it. And Tyler Bate has to wait another uh, probably about uh, I don't know maybe another year. We'll see. That's, that's that's what makes me wonder is he's he's waited a year and waited a year and waited a year and he's always so close and he's never got there. And it just feels like this. I think I just feel like this might be his time. I, uh, and again, it, it could be, and I'm. It's going to be so so interesting to kind of see where where all the pieces fall after yeah. uh, next Sunday. But you will be there to witness it uh, in person. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's ridiculous. Uh, I, I can't wait for it to drop probably the week after so I can watch. And then we'll have a full breakdown of the card. We'll talk about every match uh, and, and our thoughts on it. Uh, when that does drop on uh, progresswrestling.com. Or yeah, they, they've, they have Progress. said they're going to demandprogress.com yeah they said yep. they said they're gonna push it out as quick as they can so they reckon a couple of days turn around they're saying so because a lot of people are anticipating the show i think so they're, they're gonna make an effort to get it out a little bit quicker than usual yeah i, I I'm, I'm really looking forward to it i think it's going to be a great uh show and i think it's just highlights this kind of this golden era that we are in wrestling yeah 
definitely. It's, it, it has potential to be the best wrestling show this year anywhere. Um, right. And I, I really can't see where that's going to go wrong, to be honest. Every match on that card should be ridiculous in how good it is. So yeah, right. I'm, I'm super excited. I can't wait to drink tons of beer and shout at men who could definitely beat me up. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun. Right. So uh, we'll probably have a review of the show probably within two weeks. Next week, yep. with Jack being at the show, we'll probably record on Saturday, somewhere around there. And then, uh, you know, we'll go kind of go over everything that we're missing. Uh, yep. In this week's where we got Pro Wrestling Eve's coming with She Won. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be on the 29th. Uh, that, we'll do a quick breakdown of that. That's going to be a fun show. Looks like uh, World... World of Sport is continuing their uh, yeah. their resurgence. There, and we'll break down that. Uh, yeah. But right now, let's go into the throwback section of our show, where uh, you know we pay homage to the king, to the you know Lord Stephen Regal. This match is from October nineteenth, nineteen ninety three, from uh, WCW Saturday Night. It was a world television yeah. title match when Lord Stephen Regal uh, was kind of having that run. And he faced Art Anderson. And Tack, I, I couldn't be happier that this is kind of our, our, the first one we have to, for this segment. Yeah, it was a fantastic choice, definitely. It's just a, it's just a classic, an absolute classic, perfectly worked match between both of them. Yeah. And, and Arne's, Arne's one of my all-time favorites. So as soon as you messaged me that, that, that this was the match you chose, I was like, you couldn't have done better. It's oh. such a good, great match. Yeah, from open to open to finish, it's so perfectly timed, and it's so of its time, but in a good way. Oh, it's it, Regal is just full on pompous British heel. Even I uh, hated him at the time. <laughs> like he's, he, it's like I, I know he's British, but he's a dick. <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, you're anti-monarchy, so really anything, (laughs) (laughs) anything Lordy or anything, yeah, it's not really for me. But (laughs) (laughs) but no, see, uh, Arn Anderson had a, I think his work really lent itself to Regal's British style. Yeah, of the focusing on an arm or focusing on and kind of that that type of storytelling. Yeah, blended really well with Regal. Yeah, one thing I did that the um, the finish that they did, uh, which was that was my favourite part of the match. The way they they timed that finish so well, they hit the spinebuster and the time ran out on the counter two, so Arn lost by one second, which was fantastic. But after I, I watched think... the, yeah, Go after ahead. I watched the match, the, you know how YouTube brings up your uh, like other things you might like kind of thing, and it played the next match, which was. Uh, Regal versus Bulldog, Halloween Havoc '93, and they do the literal exact same ending, <laughs> but it's just a, it's a pile driver instead of a uh, spinebuster. But like the way he does it and the timing and everything it is literally exactly the same, which I thought was quite cool. That they, they, I assume, judging by the times and things, I haven't had time to look into it properly. That that was sort of a a gimmick finish they were doing with Regal for a while, where he just kept hanging on by that one second. Which is really time cool limit draw, which I think yeah. I love. I love time limit draws and and yeah. What heels, happens? Where does that anymore? I love it. I love. I love heels stretching a match 
and yes. retaining by draw. I think that's a great story. And I the, love the little tactics he does, like um, like telling the ref that uh, um, there was one point where he's telling the ref that Arn was too sweaty. Yeah, he's like he was like wiping like Arn grabbed him and then he backed off and he was wiping his oh, arm. Oh yeah, yeah. Arm, arm sweat off him and like trying to get the ref to tell him off for being too sweaty and that would he's just brilliant in its ridiculousness. That's what I always liked about Regal, especially in that era, was he was ridiculous, but he was so committed to the ridiculousness that it just it just adds to his character. And, and one thing I, I wanted to mention, go back and watch the ending, and it makes sense. Sir William gets onto the apron, draws the referee's attention, who has to go over and tell him to get down. Yeah. And then he has to then jump over the pin, and that delays him five seconds, and that's what costs yeah. Anderson the title. And that little bit with genius. Yeah. Genius. It's it's just it's a, it's one of those textbook matches where you can see every beat of it and how each each part works off the next, which which is what made I mean that always is what made made Regal so good was he's methodical but you've really got to look for it but he, he yeah that that to me was the perfect choice for our first show I thought that was a, a fantastic match to choose. Uh, I I loved it yeah and and again it just shows that you know I think Regal is our our deity in this, uh, yeah. in, in this podcast. And, uh, you know, I, he's one of the best. There's a reason why he's running NXT. Yeah, definitely. All right. A, well, I, a legend, a, more than a legend. There should be a bigger word than legend. Like, I don't know. That living, living deity, I think, or, yeah. or a demigod. Got not a quite, not quite. Wrestling. Right. Not quite canonized, but he's getting there. <laughs> I'll give him a All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. We're coming up on uh, time. I know I got to get out of here and got some stuff to do downtown. And I know you got to get to bed. It's Well, not yet. It's only half nine. I've got a few hours of wrestling to watch yet. But yeah, you're on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, checking in and, and, and checking this uh, 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 initial podcast, our our endeavor our uh maiden voyage in this colonial uh wrestling relationship that we're we're setting out so i, I this is a lot of fun what do you think yeah it's been fantastic i really enjoyed it can't wait to get to next week's show oh next week's show is going to be a, a proper belter <laughs> that was very english that was quite <laughs> impressive i'm proper I'm using I'm... proper already that's brilliant you're on the right track mate you're doing well oh the the four hours we spent in the Victorian really uh, set me straight. Yeah, yeah, it's a proper English beer down. Yeah, that done you good, I think. Uh, that was, one of these days we'll we'll tell that story of me singing with a a a, a random geezer when Wonderwall came on. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Was a magical day, wasn't it? Really? Oh, it was. It, was, it, it couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, as, far as, as far as we go, I, we don't really have a sign-off, but I guess I'm going to try this one out. Uh, keep watching wrestling in the empire that the sun never sets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>